welcome back to YouTube with the boys. So we have a fantastic episode on MatPat. I was senselessly murdered and left to haunt a crappy pizza place for the rest of my life in the body of an awful-looking clown doll. I'd want to get my revenge as soon as possible. Uh, MatPat is a YouTuber who runs three channels, as far as I know. Uh, mainly, uh, he runs the Game Theorists with 15.8 million subscribers, the Film Theorist with 10.8 million subscribers, and the Food Theorist with 3.65 million subscribers. So today we're going to talk about him and all his content uh, with one of our fellow founding members, Grant. What's going on, guys? Excited to be here. Okay, uh, so let's talk about MatPat. Well, I think, I believe Game Theory is the first one, so we can talk about that first. I usually don't call it the Game Theorist, I just say Game Theory. Uh, he joined in August 22nd, 2009, so yeah, I think this is the first one. Um, yeah, so I watched uh, two videos on this channel. Um, one of them apparently has different series because one of them was, um, I think, called something different. I forgot exactly what it was, but it wasn't Matt Pat who did that episode. It was someone else. So I watched one about Elden Ring, and then I watched one about Minecraft lore. The other series was called... Um... The name of the series is The Science. So both of those videos were basically Matt Pat's shtick is he takes games, and then he uses a lot of math either figure out science behind them or create theories and it's usually way too much detail mapat it seems like at least for the minecraft one in this one he was trying to compare phantoms grant you know phantoms for minecraft i do yes the the very annoying things after three days without sleeping yes so he was saying that those were like the undead spirits of the under dra ender dragon i think Oh. So, using the Evoker's powers over the spirit realm, the ones they used to summon the Vex, they managed to pull the vengeful spirits of the fallen Ender Dragons and put them into these new bodies. Yes, because I think his point was, like, phantoms, like, are the only thing in Minecraft that's kind of unique in the way it, like, spawns like that. So, he was talking about all this, and I didn't know Minecraft had this much lore. He was talking about some, like, ancient builders in the end, and there's a lot of stuff going on, and that, you know... Elytra are made from Ender Dragon's wings. I went in. Not, did you know there was this much lore in Minecraft? I I had no idea. I thought Minecraft was a pretty simple game. <laughs> it's not. I, I just do. Apparently, it's not. So he was trying to explain how phantoms are. I think the ancient the the build the villagers or something. Oh no! It was the weird guys in those mansions. You know those like the fancy mansions. Yes. And then the guys who for some reason have superpowers live in them. Uh huh. He was saying that those guys tried to recreate the ender dragon because the ancient builders left them to go to the end and then, and then they didn't recreate it great because they thought it was smaller but they took the spirits of dead ender dragons and put it in the phantoms that might be a bit of a reach but i uh, i respect it no like in the video it like made sense though <laughs> all right phantom is another word for ghost after all the spirit of the dragons now a shadow of their former selves roaming the night sky hunting down the descendants of the ancient race that wiped out their species screaming at us with the same dying scream that we hear when we kill the last ever ender dragon but hey that's just a theory a game theory <laughs> but that, that i think that's probably an apt way to describe how like game theorists work it's something you doesn't think needs that much explaining all of a sudden Matt back goes on to a bunch of details how was the video you watched i watched a food theorist video and a uh and a film theorist video uh my f definitely my favorite was the uh, film theorist video which was about uh 
It was about the last scene in Breaking Bad. Spoilers. Uh, when Walt got shot and subsequently died, but the video was about if uh, Walt actually died in that scene or if he went on to live. And uh, Matt Pat used a bunch of like medical journals to show that where Walt's gunshot wound would not have been fatal in the amount of time that he survived after, uh, and stating that Walt is still alive after that episode. So uh, I was I thought it was actually a very good episode, and I thought that it was very true based on uh, all the math and statistics that he told me about gunshot wounds. It was it was rather interesting. We never actually get to see the wound itself, only the blood stain on the lower right side of his shirt, which is such a shame because I really love that shirt on Walt. Given the radius of the blood stain, we can only make an educated guess as to where the entrance wound is. The biggest risk associated with a bullet wound to the abdomen is hitting either the lower aorta or some of the major blood vessels. If such was the case, though, Walter would have keeled over and bled to death very quickly. But that's not what happened. So, like, you think Walt is in prison now? Is that? I mean, is that the, what he's saying? Map had said that the Albuquerque police came in <laughs> right at the end, uh-huh. which you can see. And if he was still alive, I would I would assume that he's in prison. And he said that the Albuquerque police, it's in their code of ethics to treat all people, even if they're uh, bad guys, to medical care as soon as you're on scene. So you know, it would make sense that they gave him medical care, then uh, brought him to prison. Yeah, I always wonder how he chooses these theories. You think they come, like, naturally? You think, like, you just search the internet and says, oh, I can prove that. I I mean, I think for, like, big TV like big TV series, it's pretty easy to mm-hmm. uh, to find things like that because uh, it was kind of a controversial ending for, uh, for Breaking Bad because a lot of people weren't happy. A lot of people were happy because Walt, Walt got everything that he wanted. He got to give his kids money, and he, like... Got to do, he got to die with all his meth making equipment, but like for other things, I, I it would be very hard to like come up with these episodes. Like you scroll through his channel, you're like, where does he come up with these ideas? I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are comments of people wanting something explained. True, which is a good way of getting information. It seems that he definitely does have a sense of like trying to do what's popular, because like I see like um. Encanto, the recent Doctor Strange movie, um, Batman. So I think he does have like actually a pretty good sense of state. Like there's a Jack Sparrow one. Let's let's be honest. Johnny Depp's a hot topic right now. I I think he does a good job of probably staying in like the the public eye of like what's popular. Definitely. But there are some things like a, a Quiet Place, like why musicians will always survive apparently, hmm. which. Those, I think, he probably has been thinking about for a while, where the popular ones, I imagine he's just like, okay, I need to, like, at the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, he's probably like, okay, we need to make a video on something that's going to get views, you know, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, when there's a new Spider-Man film coming out. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but I, I do think, what I think is fun about Matt Pat is he seems to choose a lot of the times very niche things. Like... For the Spider-Man one, like, there's, like, a lot of theories that could be had there. And he did have one of, like, the main, like, did the villain survive? But the one I watched in Film Theorists, and this is, like, a, he has different channels. So each of them theory on things. And um, the one I watched was about if Spider-Man was, like, liable for the crimes he was accused of. And this is, like, two seconds in the beginning of the film where he's in charge of crimes. And then there's, like, the big cameo for Daredevil. And he goes, oh, well, we dropped all those. And, like, that's all it. And then Matt Pat goes, hey, I wonder if all those could actually be dropped. And this this long, drawn-out video of him going over legal precedents 
of like all these different codes and things and if spider-man and spider-man fought in europe all these different things to then find out that yes they could like they could drop the charges in short, for as unbelievable as it was to see the charges go away that quickly in No Way Home, it's not actually that far-fetched. There was nothing truly holding up the case, not even the accusers. And at, at like base level, it doesn't seem like a very interesting video, but for some reason it is every time. Yeah, I he definitely finds something niche from every movie to go in depth on. I, it's, it's kind of bewildering when you watch the videos. Like, you see the title, and then... You're like, oh, this is going to be something pretty simple about the movie. And then he just mm -hmm. dives into the weirdest places to, like, come up with these theories that you'd never think about. I believe, if I'm not <laughs> mistaken, I think Matt Pat actually went to Duke. Really? Yeah. So he's, he's definitely a smart cookie. But um, back to, like, the game theorist, there's another guy. I forgot. Here, I'll probably insert the name of the series I'm talking about. The name of the series is The Science. But he, this is called, like, mostly focused on the science. So it wasn't the theory, but it was basically, he's talking about, like, uh, the shield from Elden Ring. Which apparently the shield can just block any attack or something. Hmm. For the most part, if you do it right. I'm all, all the Elden Ring fans are probably going to get mad at me. That's probably not exactly how it works. <laughs> but it, it's able to block some attacks. And there's, like, he tried to figure out the amount of force that the shield could block. And in doing so, he had to, like, find out... A giant, like, guy with a sword was fighting him, like, his character. So he found out, like, by using the pixels, what the length of the sword would be. And then he did that, found the volume of the sword, found the weight it would probably be, found the force that he was swinging it by doing, like, a bunch of, like, calculus. There was area under the curve talk, oh, right? No. It was terrifying. <laughs> so he was finding the area under the curve and stuff. So then fi just find all of this, like, measuring pixels and stuff, just to find out, like, how much like force the shield could block and it was like 14 minutes of just straight math thankfully this swing is mathematical perfection and basically makes a complete 180 degree turn in 300 milliseconds that's 10.47 radians per second of angular velocity literally just the speed at which an angle changes angular velocity is literally how fast something spins and we need to turn this into vertical velocity like here here where i just saw the screenshot like look at this Jeez. He was just trying to, he ended up not doing the curve and just broke the sword up into triangles and rectangles to find how long everything was and then did all this math. It was honestly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it's yeah, screen, But it's just a bunch of physics on the screen right now just to figure out how much the shield was. And then it gets covered in rock, so you had to figure out how much the rock weighed and stuff like that. And oh, I think this is the amount of newtons of force that the, hit the shield which is 17,303. And yeah, it was just like a really like, un the whole thing was unnecessary. There wasn't even a theory behind it, but it was also interesting at the same time where you're like, why is someone going to this length? And I don't know what like draws me into that, but it definitely is interesting. Um, but now let's talk about the interesting one, which is food theorist. Did you know this existed? I didn't. I didn't know until last night when I was looking through his videos. Yeah. So I don't. I think this is created relatively recently because I like half remember seeing it on like a trending once, and I'm like, "That's stupid." Yeah, 2020. I it just seems out of place to me. I mean, I don't. It doesn't really go along with his other content of uh, mm -hmm. 
of games and movies and then to jump to strange food theories it's it's like, kind of weird you think maybe he would have gone like i don't know book theory i don't know yeah but okay so you you said you watched the one on are double stuffed oreos a scam yes i okay. did watch that uh i mean it was a video where he scraped out a bunch of oreos and then he found the average weight of the the cookie part of the cookies, and he <laughs> measured all the different sizes of cookies. He used he did the regular Oreos, the thins, the double stuffed, the most stuffed, and the mega stuffs uh, to see which one was your most value for money and which one had the <laughs> best, which one was the best cookie. Uh, and he did this all by taking all these measurements of the different amount of frosting and cookies and comparing them to all this different data that he had. So he's just somewhere just scraping cream yeah. off of cookies. In the end, we scrapped the hair dryer and settled on more traditional cream separation methods. So when you break it down, there are really three different ways of separating an Oreo from its cream. First off, my personal favorite, the twist. Number two, this one's gonna do it. The hinge joint, where you pull it open, kind of like a book. And of course, number three, there it is, the slide. But you get the most cream on both sides. Not loving the slide, but there are people out there who are like, it's the only way to go. Yep, this is my life. Discussing the minute details of people separating the halves of a sandwich cookie. And he did like different methods of trying to get the best amount of cream off the cookie possible. It was, it was very interesting. So, well, <laughs> I mean, spoilers, but what was the conclusion? Conclusion is that you should buy the uh, double stuffed. Okay, so he said all that to find out something we already knew. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like a lot of trouble. So I watched one. It was whether you should buy the left Twix or the right Twix. And, like, if you guys don't know Twix, I don't know where it is. But, um, like, Twix, oh, it's the newest one. One, one day ago, wow, I was on top of it. Um, but if you guys don't know, so Twix markets kind of like, it's a weird marketing play that they say, oh, like they kind of try to pit their own company against each other. They'll say they'll have like let left Twix packages and right Twix packages. It's a weird type thing. My Matt Pat was like, okay, so we got to get to the bottom of this. And in doing so, he like bought a bunch of Twix, used a decibel meter to see how crunchy one was over the other. So he would eat the Twix and then, like, measure how loud it was. He'd be like, oh, this one's fresher. Is that conclusive evidence, really? Yes, because it's crispier. He measured the weight of all the Twix, had taste tests done, and um, other stuff. But he did say at one point in the video, because I don't think he realized that there were, like, only left packages... So I think at first he, what he wanted to do was just compare like the two Twix in the same package, but then he ended up comparing, you know, left, right, and only the left package because they mark it like, oh, there are only left Twix in this package, and then the left, right, and only the right package. And at one point he did go, which I thought was kind of at least made him more like personable. Was he was like, yeah, this is a moment where I was like, I've gotten myself into something. <laughs> There's way more than I expected it to be, and I think he was actually like, yeah. I did not want to do this much work, but I ended up doing it. And just as a friendly reminder, this was meant to be a dumb episode. A fun one just for the lols, but instead it's becoming more complicated than trying to solve for Mario's height. You know how sometimes on this channel I get mid-video regret syndrome about the episode topics I've selected? Yep, this is that point. And 
the sad thing was there was a little to no results. Damn. There was a there was a little thing where like the top Twix, like the if you're like looking at the Twix package, you know it says Twix on it. The one on the top, if it says if you're reading the le- letter, is fresher. Huh. And you said that because maybe the way it's packaged, but he did a lot of work for like little <laughs> to no returns there. <laughs> and it just felt honestly, you're like, wow, man. Yeah, I don't know if that's worth it. <laughs> but it, it was, I would say, a funny video. He also just said, like, it's like I think this is pretty obvious. You know, you know what the diminishing law of margin utility is? Mm-hmm. So, um, for those of you who don't know, it's a lot of this is, like, the more you, like, do of something, like, the less happiness it brings, which is kind of sad. But, like, <laughs> the first bite of a burger is going to be the best because you're really hungry. And each bite after that is probably going to be worse. Is that That's kind of what the rule is saying. And as stupid as it sounds, he was saying, like, everybody liked the first bar. They ate better, pretty much. Like, when he was doing the taste tests, and, like, the ratings got worse as it went on. So, it kind of, like, reproved that. And he was saying, well, maybe the solution is that there only, only should be one Twix in a package. But I think he was really just struggling there because he did not get any results. But I don't know what he went in expecting. That there is a defined difference between a left and a right Twix. <laughs> but why? They're like the whole joke about <laughs> the marketing is that they're the same. Yeah. Even in the commercials yes. that you see, it's, it's all it's all a big joke. I just thought that that one. I was like, I questioned his decision making. Like at least price point for like the Oreos, you can like at least find something there probably. Yeah. But I wonder. I wonder if he just wanted to work with physical stuff. I mean, everybody loves food. I like to watch food videos on YouTube, so he's got a he's got an angle. And I guess <laughs> this did give him an excuse to order both Oreos and Twix. Yeah. But like, I, I the only th- that I was saying is like, I feel like if you work with like the movies and like measuring pixels for that long, you might just want to be like, man, I just wish I could do something physical. Yeah, buying cookies and Twix as a business expense is pretty cool. You that know, is pretty cool. But then there are some odd ones which are like, well, coffee is a soup. Wait, coffee is a soup. Like, I I don't know. Okay, <laughs> the worst thing about this is it seems like such a dumb video, but I want to know why coffee is a soup. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty intriguing title. Uh, I, I, I also watched like 10 minutes of Are They Stealing Your Food From You, which is a video about uh, shrinking sizes for like chips and other things in uh, in America. Oh, uh, that's a pretty interesting video because like you do think when you open up your chip package, like there aren't like, that many chips. Cool? And like to see if there was a really a difference, it was pretty interesting. Was there? I think we are losing food uh, throughout the years in our uh, containers. So, yes. Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> I think he always does uh, his thumbnails pretty well. I will say that. Like, whenever I see them on whatever channel, they're all similar. They all have, like, the uh, the red, like, icon- iconic writing with uh, the film theory logo in the top or one of the corners. I think that does a good job of, like, you're like, oh, okay, this is a MatPat video. Like, you can most often tell when you're like, oh, this is a MatPat video. And I think he does a fairly good job with the thumbnails. Perhaps, like, the film theory ones can be a bit cleaner. I think sometimes they're a bit crowded. Uh, the game theory ones, kind of the same. Sometimes, like, they get a bit crowded, I think. Like, Bowser's Lost Child Yoshi, that's a fairly good title and thumbnail. But there are some, like, um, 
what was I looking at? The whatever this is, I don't even know what this is. It's just a bunch of demonic writing. Game theory. I'm so hungry, so hungry, so hungry. That did get 3.1 million views though, so maybe I shouldn't judge. Um, but yeah. Um, the food theory ones I actually think are really good. For yeah, some I, I reason, really like the food theory. Thumbnails. Food in a thumbnail. It's just you just want to click on it. Definitely. And maybe that's why food is a big thing on YouTube, but the, these ones are really good. I just see food, and it always looks appetizing. And yes, you should eat your Pokemon. Like, yeah, I want to <laughs> watch that video. Uh, and I haven't watched MatPat in a while, but he has been, I think, just this kind of force on YouTube for a while. I remember, like, years ago, I remember talking about him at some whatever, at, like, your house, bro. We were in, like, sixth grade or some shit, and I was like, I was like guys... This MatPat video, you guys ever heard of this dude? It's crazy. You gotta watch it. He's definitely been an irrele- yeah. relevant YouTuber for a very long time. He's been making consistently good videos for his entire career, basically. I like every so often, like once a month, probably I'll I'll get on a trend of watching a few MatPat videos, and they're always they always are pretty good. Always something to watch. That's I think entertaining. What MatPat does really well is he's consistent. Definitely. Like, I don't know if like you could say like. It's not like one is better than the other. You get what you want every time. Like you never. I'm not really ever disappointed too much when going to a MatPat video. But I just realized something. I the possibility why he made the food theory channel. What is it? I'm pretty sure like MatPat recently had a kid. Ah. Maybe he's trying to bring in the extra income. You know. <laughs> you gotta support the family you gotta at support some point. The family. I mean, he does have two channels with like 10 million subscribers. I'm pretty sure he's doing pretty well. I don't know. You can't work. Kids are expensive. <laughs> Kids are expensive. Uh, also, he was recently. Um, I don't know if have you watched Mark Byron Space. I don't know if you. I've not. No. That's actually a pretty good watch. I've talked about it on the channel um a few episodes ago, but basically, um, Mark Byron is like it's choose your own adventure type thing series. He's done like a day with Mark Byron before, and uh, Matt Pat was in a Mark By- Mark Byron in space. And it was cool to see him there. I feel like that he's in, at least he's one of those people when he's involved in something. I feel like you're always happy about it. Yeah. Definitely. Have you noticed that in the uh, food theory videos, he's actually in the videos more than he is in the other channels? The uh, two videos that I watched, I you actually see him in the uh, in the Oreo video. He's actually like in the frame, like doing the math with the Oreos, which is like the first time I've ever seen him, and not like his him do, animating his character. Oh yeah, the one the picture he always <laughs> yeah. uses. I actually haven't. He wasn't in the Twix video, so uh, I didn't notice that. Huh, maybe it was just in the Oreo video, but you actually saw him moving around, like scraping the stuff out of the Oreos, <laughs> which is weird because you just you just never see him. He that I will say the one thing about the every theory channel has that I think sometimes gets forgotten is the editing is always amazing. Yeah, definitely. Like some of the best editing on YouTube because like the whole thing is editing, and like once you've like you've edited like either a project for school or something even like that, you realize how hard things are like that, and you're like, holy shit. Like, whenever he moves his character and does the eyes and all yeah. of that, like, that, like, picture that he does every time, and then he, like, shows everything and does all, like, the, the drawings to make you follow these insane theories along. It is crazy how well things are edited and at the pace he puts them out and the amount of channels he does. Hats off to all the editors. I don't... I doubt he probably edits himself anymore. Yeah, probably not. But hats off to all the editors. They do a fantastic job. Shout out to Dan Seibert, Jerica, Pedro Freitas, 
Tyler Moss Cole, Katie Turner, and Yossi Berman, to name a few editors. And honestly, I just think they're, like, pretty great. Like, everything is so well done. I've never seen a video, like... Because all these theories would be so, so much worse if he was just sitting in front of a camera. Yeah, if he was just sitting there with no editing, it'd be a lot worse. Like, the editing's really good, but it's also very funny. Like, they always, like, add funny things to the mm-hmm. editing, which just, like, elevates the videos. Like, imagine if they were just, like, you, you clicked on, you're like, okay, let me let me see this theory about Spider-Man. It's just Matt Pat, like, sitting on a desk, like, so, guys, I think that Spider-Man is actually related to Iron Man. Let me explain. And he just, like, sitting in front of a camera. It'd be <laughs> With so a much, whiteboard. Yeah, it'd be so much harder to follow along. You'd get so bored. And the content immediately becomes so much lower. Definitely. What is that? Okay, so we went to look at his oldest videos, and it looks like a bunch of performances. Is Matt Pat, like, a theater kid? It'll, it'll it looks like, like it. it. It's just a bunch of his theater performances <laughs> from 12 years ago. Hairspray audition without love opening. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll have to insert that in for you guys. Hello, my name is Matthew Patrick, and this is Without Love from the musical Hairspray. Once I was a selfish fool who never understood. I never looked inside myself, but on the outside I looked good. Then we met and you made me the man I am today. But the first game theory, it seems, was, is Chrono Trigger's time travel something? That was a long title. But yeah, he's been doing this for a while. He's a theater kid. Actually, theater kid to YouTube pipeline is more than you would think. Definitely. I know Ludwig was a theater kid. (laughs) MatPat, theater kid. I bet there's a lot more. Definitely. Uh, they got the performance down. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so surprised by this. This is definitely a known thing, because they all have a decent amount of views. Oklahoma Lonely Room. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie Todd, Joanna <laughs> Okay, if you guys ever want some entertainment, I would suggest... I haven't watched them yet, but I already can tell. Just go to Matt Bat's oldest videos, and you will see some amazing things. Uh, I think that's probably going to be it for this week. Uh, if you guys have uh, some, you want some extra entertainment, please uh, support the TikTok and Instagram. I'm going to be posting on there more recently in the Twitter. Uh, here, I'll put the links in the description this time. And uh, feel free to join our Discord. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.